Hey everyone, and welcome to the Pet Dropshipper podcast, designed to inspire entrepreneurs in the pet industry and beyond. This podcast shares information that I have learned, ideas, and strategies that have helped me build my company in the $100 billion pet industry. So if you're a business in the pet industry, an entrepreneur, or just starting a side hustle, I hope to inspire you to listen in and join me on my journey. Thank you so much for listening. Hey everyone, welcome. This is episode 14. I am your host and serial entrepreneur, and I just want to go over with you. One of my most important favorite books is Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Now, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that I am very much about the entrepreneurial world. I run a wholesale dropship company called Pet Drop Shipper. And so many people tell me, how do you do it? How do you run things? And this whole podcast has evolved from, let me tell you about drop shipping to let me tell you how I get things done. So I am very excited for this podcast simply because I've actually planned for this one. I've taken notes, I got a boatload of post-it notes here on my desk, I have my phone and things that I wanna share with you guys. So it's really jam-packed with information and I will have some links to Google Drive to share with you some of my notes that I've taken as well as the link to the YouTube channel for um, the audio version of the book that I've reread to be able to share this with you. So that being said, let's get into it. So the book that I'm discussing is Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Now, I'm a huge fan of Audible. I've listened to these books through Audible many times. And Eat That Frog is about a two-hour, seven-minute audio version And it goes over the 21 great ways to stop procrastinating and getting more done in less time. So as an entrepreneur, I don't care what your business is, you have to do everything until you can afford not to. And you're going to hear throughout the podcast, you're going to hear lots of different things that I say that will have all these kind of like quirky, you know, tips and you know, inspirational quotes. Now, if you've heard them before, great. If you haven't, well, congratulations. You're hearing them now because I have been a serial entrepreneur um, forever and I have learned to evolve and pivot and move and shake and dance and do whatever it takes to get the things done that I need to get done. But one of the very most important things that a lot of people don't realize is the discipline it takes I mean, it takes so much discipline to be an entrepreneur and really make a life for yourself. So I want to go over some of the things that I do and some of the things that the book has gone over and share with you some little anecdotes as well. So this book discusses planning each day. Now, if you're not using a planner, shame on you. If you have a pump, Palm Pilot or an iPad or an iPhone or whatever it is that you use. And you're not using that to execute throughout the day all the most important things that need to get done. Then shame on you. But I am a person, I need it on paper 
and then I put it into my phone. And the reason being is that for me, it keeps me more organized. And as I've said to you guys before, again, not to be quirky, I'm a Virgo. We are notorious organizers and planners. We're pretty good with that kind of stuff. And I've always been that way, right? So I really take the time to plan out each day. The, the rules throughout this book that Brian goes over gives you like time, like it should take you less than 12 minutes. And, and those are the kinds of things that I'm, I'm not going to know about. I, I'm not scientific that way. And, and, I'm, and I'm interested in that. Don't get me wrong. Um, so this way I can kind of know or feel if, uh, my way through like, oh, I am doing this right. It only took me nine minutes, but I'm not setting a timer. I don't have time for that. So anyway, so planning out, out each day, laying out your goals um, with your end goal in mind and working backwards. Now, this is something that I've always done. I've always looked at where do I want to be in a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, and then, of course, work backwards and said, well, in 10 years, it's going to take me X amount of time to do this. And then within the five years, it's going to take me X amount of things and time to get this done. And then within the year, and then from the year, I like to do the year, right? Five years is great, but who the heck knows? You know, we just came through COVID. Things changed really drastically business changed, how we do business changed. So I don't know how I feel about the five-year goal. It, it's nice to think, uh, for example, I have a five-year goal in at the gym. I told my trainers I got five years to get into the best shape of my life. I've been with them for, because I'll be, at that time, I, I'm, I was planning the goal of my 50th birthday. So I've been working out for three years and have gotten stronger and all these different key aspects. So we have a year and a half um, for us to get the rest of this done. So those kinds of goals, I could see, you know, something renovating the house, it may take five years if you're doing it room by room or whatever. But as far as business is concerned, I, I only like to forecast for one year out. So laying out those goals and then breaking them down into bite-sized monthly chunks and within those monthly chunks, breaking them down into weekly chunks. You've heard me say it before, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And Brian goes over those kinds of terms as well. But for Brian's purpose, he talks about eating the ugliest, fattest frog, right? So what that means, and, and my perspective is, deal with the most important thing first. Now, I've had this conversation with other people in my office, and I'm like, did you, and my question always was this, did you do the hardest homework first or the easiest homework first? Because that right there, you know. So now for me, I'm trying to think back and I might've done the easiest homework first only because I felt like that was simple. Let me get that out of the way. And then I'll, and then I'll really knuckle down and focus so that I know this last hard part of the homework is like push through You're after this, you're done. Right. So that was my mentality. And we're, and we're talking elementary school. Right. So I don't know if dealing with the hardest part of the homework was something. I, yeah, I don't think I did that. I'm, I'm, I don't think I did. it. I think I did the easiest stuff first so that I left the hardest for last and grind and did the grind out on that. But for this book, he talks about really as a business owner. And again, it could be for anything. You could be renovating a house, like I said, dealing with the hardest part first, you'll feel more accomplished is what he's 
referring to when he says eating that. He also goes into the Pareto principle um, from 1895, the 80-20 rule, which is something that we talk about in the office at Pet Drop Shipper all the time, is 80% of our business comes from 20% of your customers or 20% of your offerings or 20% of your product. Your 80% of your productivity comes from 20% of the work that you do. So that those three principles, right? Planning out the day, laying out the goals, and then that 80-20 rule is really the concept of eating the frog that's the biggest and ugliest. So he goes over a couple of key points. Um, the first one is writing down your goal for the year, reviewing the list, writing down your goal. Uh, let me backtrack. Writing down your goal. So whatever that goal is, a million dollars in sales, 25% body fat, running a marathon, renovating a house, starting a small business, um, starting a daycare, whatever that is, write down. And then all of those goals, right? So we're all kind of, as entrepreneurs, we're always doing many different things, right? We always wear a lot of hats. Side note, I, I remember when we first started Pet Dropshipper, I would answer the phone under like many different names because I, I just didn't want people to know it was me, the owner answering the phone. So, you know, you have to, you know, do all those kinds of crazy things or send emails out with an accounting person's name. Mind you, you don't have an accounting person, right? So you want to always, you know, be perceived as this serious company because you are serious, right? Like you're really wanting to get things done and you don't want people to think like you're just this one man band because mentally you're not mentally as an entrepreneur, you're not a one man band. You are, you know, a buyer and the salesperson and the accounting and the QuickBooks and the web developer and the IT team, the phone answer, the customer service. So you're doing all these things. And while you may be a one man band and you may, you know, you have to do it all until you can afford not to. So I, I get that. I've done it very early in my, my business journey. So there's a little laugh for you. And if you're doing it, uh, rest assured, we've all done it. And anyone who says, oh, no, I've never done that. Well, I don't know if that's true. But anyway, so the parts of the book I wrote down for you guys all is to, as I said, write down a list of things that you want to accomplish in your business or personal, whatever. And you have to choose one that will impact you the most. Then make the tactics to take steps each and every day. So be really selective, writing it down and setting a deadline. That's the third part, right? So the first part is write down the goals. Number two is review the list and choose just one. That's your ugly fat frog. Choose the one. Now set a deadline. And I always like to set a deadline for that year to have real momentum. And I'm gonna get into the whole momentum flow part at, towards the end a little bit later, because this all kind of meshes together. So I always set a deadline of six months, which is halfway through. And I say this to my team at the office, especially anybody starting out new. I always say, give yourself six months. So every time you feel overwhelmed or every time you feel like you're not accomplishing anything or every time you feel like you're, you know, falling short, or you want to do more, but you just wish you were already trained, just tell yourself six months and set a date, right? So for now, in this podcast being May, six months from now is June, July, August, September, October, November. November. 
So for us, if you're listening to this and you're creating these goals for yourself and you say, you know, I'm going to use this podcast, that's Thanksgiving. Now, we haven't even started the summer in, in the U.S., but that's Thanksgiving. So I have one team member who is on board now. He's super highly motivated. He's very much a hands-on guy. Um, he, he's definitely got, you know, boss in him, which I love. I love a boss. I love working with bosses because they're going to take initiative and do all those kinds of things. And I see him getting like, how about this? And how about this? And I'm like, Thanksgiving, just remind yourself, Thanksgiving. I'm not going to be fully able, capable till Thanksgiving. Now, if you are before that, great. But this is the thing. Like we do have to set like a bar and say, you know, otherwise we burn out, right? Like we're going to get stressed out. So setting that deadline. So for now, if you're working on something and you're going to use this podcast as a tool, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Okay. Number four, creating that to-do list to achieve the goal. So here comes my army thing. Tactics and strategies, tactics and strategies, tactics and strategies. I use them all the time. What are the tactics? This is what I need to do to get this done. Okay, what's the strategy? Or what's the strategy to get this done? What are the tactics? So depending on how you want to phrase it, word it, you know, here's the strategy. I want to get this done. Here are the tactics. I need to do this, this, and this, and then those things will take, take effect. Number five, organizing those tactics, which I just said. Number six, take immediate action. Execute right away. Set the stage and get to work. And number seven is to resolve the daily work to get to the goal. So every day, set a time that this is all you focus on. There was one little quick part in there that he had mentioned, or I know, I'm sorry, he didn't mention this. I saw this on an Instagram meme the, the other day. It says, if you do something for 18 minutes a day, every day for a year, you will be an expert. So I don't know if I've ever mentioned in the podcast, Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, but he discusses that thousand hours makes you an expert. Now, as an entrepreneur, if you are grinding this out, you are hustling and you've spent a thousand hours. So, and let's just hypothetically say, I'm going to do this right now on my calendar. A thousand hours divided by 52 weeks in the year. That's 19 hours a week. Okay. So if you are side hustling and you are taking 20 hours a week, after you're doing your regular day job, if that's what you're doing, 20 hours a week within a year, you will be an expert. And I've had that conversation as well um, with our integration customers, Pet Dropshipper. We have this whole program where we can integrate websites to feed off of the data from our main Pet Dropshipper website. And I tell customers all the time, you have to commit at least a year to learning this, to you know, working on this. People hear these dropship stories online or on YouTube and they just think it's a set it and forget it. If it was a set it and forget it, I'd be a multimillionaire and, and I, maybe I wouldn't be doing a podcast to share all my entrepreneurial stuff because I would maybe not be working because I'd be retired. So that being said, 
and I'm, I'm being funny and sarcastic, but I'm also being very sincere. If it was that easy, everyone would do it. I think everybody's heard that from a grandparent or parent before. So just know that you have to resolve daily to get that work done and really take action. So another part that I, I wanted to go over was making the plan to, to daily get things done. I sit with my planner each day and I, at night, I shouldn't say day, each night before bed, you know, I'm sitting at my table after dinner or whatever the case may be, or watching, not merely watching television because I don't really watch, but, you know, planning the night before as to what needs to get done. I do what some entrepreneurs call a brain dumping. I take everything that's in my brain and I dump it down on a piece of paper and I use a piece of paper, not my planner, because then I want to, you're going to scratch out a lot of stuff, right? So I take a piece of printer paper and I just do my brain dumping and I'm like, okay. And it could be anything. It doesn't have to be just work related. It could be um, planting vegetables in my garden or, you know, cleaning out the spice cabinet because I spilled cum cumin all over the place. I mean, it could be anything that needs to get done in those in for the day because you're, you are, you're just really clearing out your brain to have a nice rest of the day, a good rest and getting stuff done and know that you have it all on paper for tomorrow. You have it all set down. So, so doing that is, is really important for me each night. And then um, planning again, should only take about 10 to, to 12 minutes um, to plan. And um, I have a little note here. I even wrote down because I thought it was interesting. It says two hours of wasted time saves you something like 500 hours a year or something like that. So one of the little cliches that he mentions there is proper prior planning prevents poor performance. Those, those P's, right? Proper prior planning prevents poor performance. So again, no different than an athlete, no different than a scholar, no different than a baker. You have to plan your recipe. You have to plan your workout. You have to plan your business. Athletes don't become Olympic stars because they don't properly plan, right? They're planning their training. They're planning their food, right? I'm, I use the working out cliche all the time because I'm a huge meal prep person. I feel like my workouts are not great if I'm not planning proper amount of food and I'm not eating the right amount of protein. And then you come home and you're hungry and then I don't have junk food in my house. So then I'm sitting there having another cup of coffee because I, I didn't have any food prepped to be able to come home and have, you know, protein waffles or something. So again, proper prior planning prevents poor performance. So that's a really, really important part. Another part was um, saying uh, he was discussing how where your attention goes, your life will flow. So I know there's a book called Flow. I, I wrote this stuff down and I says, I, I got to find that book. So on my errands today, I'm going to run to Barnes and Noble and, and grab that book and really think about, you know, flow and how things work. So again, taking action, developing a sense of urgency. You're only eating one frog. He discusses, you know, focus, focus, focus on the plan at hand. The one thing, the one thing, the one thing, the one thing one thing that really is going to make the biggest impact, you will find that the other little things that sometimes we all get overwhelmed with, those don't really make a difference. 
I have a thing in my office. So, and, and I'm sharing with you vulnerably some of the things that really, I can't focus on problems. I, I have problems. We all have problems in business. Uh, customer's not happy. Someone's missing something. We're dropship, right? So someone's missing something in a box. Someone's not happy with an order. Someone's upset. You know, the shipping was very high because they ordered very heavy items. Those things I, I don't love. It's a part of work. It's a part of the business. I don't love the problems. I don't get excited. It, it really kind of brings me down, but they do need to be dealt with. So I deal with them right in that moment and that urgency and that instant. Why? Because I want it out of my head. I want it off my plate. I want it out of my head. I don't want to deal with it. I don't love it. I love the fun stuff. I love the creative stuff. I love the design stuff. I love dealing with the brands that we work with. I love dealing with the manufacturers and the products. And, and I love all that stuff, right? Like putting more product on our website. I love putting um, sales and promotions up. This month, I will tell you, this month I focused... This week's focus was all about, because it's the beginning of the month, was my frog this week was monthly promotions. We have like 400 items that were on sale and I said, I'm so excited to put this stuff up. That's what motivated me. So the minute someone calls and says, hey, I didn't get this, it was short or um, this broke, I, I just, okay, great, send me an email, take care of it, get it off my plate and now I'm back to the fun stuff. It's the quicker and more urgent I took care of it, the less, dramatic it was, the less stressful it was, because it's like now it's off my plate. So it only took me five minutes to get an email, deal with it, and, you know, confirm with the customer, took care of this, please let me know if you have any questions. Five minutes, and it was like off my plate. Went, grabbed a drink of water, and recalibrated back to it. So another important part that was mentioned was working with what you have the rest of the tools will fall into place as you go. So this is really like cosmic and miraculous to me. When you are working on something and you are so focused and so diligent and so disciplined to getting these things done, and you may not even know how they're going to happen, but you have that sense of urgency you have this discipline in place, which we're going to talk about that too, because discipline to stay focused is very difficult for me as an entrepreneur. So I'm constantly saying things to myself that remind me to get back on track, but let's continue. So working with what you have, the rest of the tools will come, will fall into place. So give you an example, doing this monthly promotions, I get the promotion sheets and they're all in PDF format. Now to copy and paste the details of a PDF, which is like a printable version of something, and to copy and paste that would take so much time that immediately I felt overwhelmed. So I don't know if anybody listening can take away from looking at something to say, okay, I need to do monthly promotions. There's so many great promotions. How do I implement that. So we're, we're web-based, right? So I need it in like an Excel sheet, like a spreadsheet so that I can load, I could do the pricing and then load it into my website and then be able to have it update the pricing to the new sale price. So I got all these PDFs 
from all the different brands that, that are running the promotions for me to then share with my customers. So what the heck am I supposed to do with this? This is, these are printouts. Like I got to copy and paste this. This is like no, no different than like rewriting your notes from a textbook. Like, why wouldn't you just highlight it? And, and again, I'm digressing, right? These were my college days. I'm like using a highlighter and putting the most important notes and writing them down to study. So I, I'm driving home and I'm feeling so overwhelmed. It's like Thursday night. How am I going to get all this promotional information? I'm talking almost 400 products. So if if you're in business and, and you're drop shipping with me or you have an online business or store, right? If you're a store and you have a POS system, how are you putting all that data in there? Are you going to go one by one, punching in a UPC code and then updating the price that is so tedious so i'm driving home and i'm like this is what i have to work with right back to the work with what you have so there's got to be a better way there's like technology is incredible these days there's got to be a better way so i googled convert pdf to excel acrobat has a software and it's trial so i downloaded the trial and I put, and it, it only allowed me to put one page, right? Because they're all single pages. So I put the one page inside the, the, the PDF converter and converted it to Excel. Now, there were pictures and, and kind of logos and things like that all over the page. So easily, because I work in Excel all the time, I, I just clipped out the lines of the data that I needed and put it in a new sheet and then got rid of the other sheet. So essentially the data I needed was there. And I says, wow, this is amazing. There is a tool and, and, and it found me. So now I look and I say, okay, that was pretty quick. Let me see if I could do, you know, I have 50 sheets and now, now it's a subscription. So I said to myself, okay, it's $20 a month. I need to do this every month. And this is the only way my brands send me these sheets. So $20 a month, hmm, I don't have time to load all of these and then pick them apart, right? Because I saw the first page had all the images. So my trusty virtual assistants, I went online, went into my VA account, Googled convert PDF to Excel. I swear to you, no joke, 500 people had to come up that are capable of doing that. I, so I sent out a couple of emails to them and gave them one. I, I, I send out three, right? And, and the reason I, I keep it down to three, I, I, I'm not going to communicate with a thousand people. I sent out three that had really good ratings, really good response time. And again, and my previous podcast was about virtual assistants. Again, do what you can do until you can afford not to, and then you can hire people. I'm a huge advocate of the virtual assistant. They can do little tasks for you, your monthly promotion. So anyway, so I send over three single pages to three separate people to see number one, who responds to me the quickest. One guy got back to me, says, sure, sends it to me, beautiful, done. Another guy sent me back one, beautiful, done. The third one hadn't gotten back to me. Now I understand there's a time zone difference, but two of them out of three got back to me. So I was impressed right out of the gate. The one and number one and number two guy were great. All the information was perfect, beautiful. It was exactly what I needed. But then I looked at how much it was going to cost me between the two. 
One of them said it would take, he can have it to me within 24 hours and it'll take less than an hour. I said, okay, that's my guy. Hired him, got the list within an hour. So while I would have been downloading these sheets, this person was done. Sent it back to me, done. I just did my pricing structure, loaded it into the website, done. I was floored. So this is a perfect example of working with what you have and the rest of the tools will come, will fall into place. I, I knew there was a better way. Google is amazing. I Googled it, found somebody, and it cost me, not, for the time that it would have taken me personally, which my job is so intense, my frog is so big. It's, it's the size, it's, it's like the Jabba the Hutt of frogs. <laughs> if you're a Star Wars fan, it's the Jabba the Hutt of frogs. I mean, how am I supposed to eat this darn thing, right? But I, I was able to get this done and I was so excited and so proud of myself. And that's another part. Having the discipline to get things done is the key to success. And it builds self-esteem. And when you do something that you've done or you think is going to be hard and you finally get it done, you should feel so proud of yourself. I felt like, you know, I I just felt so good and it motivated me and energized me. And it really then got me into that flow state. I was like, what else can I do? What else can I get done? What else can a virtual assistant do for me that I don't need to do? And now I can cook dinner. I mean, something as simple as that. So build the momentum. Start looking at the things that you can do, setting up the time to get them done using a planner. My 168 work week is there in Google Drive. I will put another link in the bio of this podcast for you guys. And I will put in these key steps into a Word document for you all. So making sure that you're staying focused, the discipline and the persistent action will be the key to your success, building the momentum. So the one other thing that he mentions, and I'm going to leave you with a final, final point, but he says that when you first start out doing this, you're going to have to remind yourself when you get distracted to get back to work, get back to work do it now, do it now, get back to work. And he repeats this in the audiobook, which I think is so funny because I'm always talking to myself at work saying, no, stop, that's not your job. No, stop, that's not your job. No, stop, that's because as an entrepreneur, you're used to doing it all, right? Like you're used to doing everything. So I, I say to myself, stop, stop, that's not your job. Stop, you're, you're not supposed to be doing that. Leave that alone. Like this is what you've hired other people to do. So discipline, taking action. So I will leave you with this, guys, and I really appreciate your time. I am so hopeful that this has been insightful, impactful. You'll download the audio book and listen to it on your car ride. Listen to it while you're doing dishes and cleaning the house or having some private time. It's only a two-hour audio, so half-hour increments you can give to yourself. Listen to it while you're in the shower. Put it on speaker. I've done that. Not to be too personal, but I have done that. So I'm like so engaged in a book that I'm like, I'm just listening to this in the shower. So my final points, everybody, is taking action, having the discipline without distractions. Do it now. That's not your job to do this. Do this. Eating the frog is your job. 
and seeing the opportunity or a problem and taking action quickly. So planning each day, setting out your goals, looking at the biggest frog for the month and breaking down those goals each and every single day and having the discipline to move quickly and not distract yourself. So I am so grateful for you to listen. I am so hopeful that this helped you. I am happy to answer any questions. You can email me. Info at petdropshipper.com is my email address. You can call us if you want to schedule time to talk to me about um, your business and how I can help. I have a scheduler, um, www.calendly.com forward slash pet drop shipper. And I really hope that there's a great takeaway from this. I am happy to share and I wish you guys all the very best success for your business and for yourself. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening today to the Pet Drop Shipper podcast. Would love to hear from you. Would love some feedback on today's episode. Please write us a review. And best of all, if you can click that subscribe button, it would mean so much to me. Thank you so very much. Best of success to you. Have a great day.